everybody, and welcome to the Put Cancer Behind You podcast, a series dedicated to helping cancer patients and survivors lead healthy, happy, cancer-free lives. I'm your host, Maria Barnes. My guest today is Heidi Gilman, a healing practitioner who uses energy balancing, body work, restorative therapy, and intuitive readings with healing to help her clients feel better and move forward on their healing path. Heidi also owns a Spooky 2 machine, which uses, uh, or you could say works with, the frequency of energy to heal people of everything from colds to cancer. Heidi, thanks so much for joining me today. I am really pleased and excited to be talking with you today. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. Now, as you know, I am very interested in energy and how it helps people heal. And you've been working in the energy healing world for over 20 years. What modalities are you trained in and what are you doing today? Okay, so, you know, my journey started back with an illness and I can get into that later, but that illness brought me to a point where I knew I wanted to get better and I I realized I had to get better myself. I did have a wonderful encounter with a, a holistic chiropractor, functional medicine, who really set me down the right the right trail. And so once I started realizing how the body could heal from what he was doing, I wanted to do that for myself and for others as well. So the first thing I did was I enrolled in Shiatsu Body Works School. And everything that came my way, I feel like it came my way by a divine intervention. So this was a friend, our kids danced together, and she mentioned the school and she had interest in it. So we went and looked at it and we we both enrolled and did it together. We had support together. So that was pretty awesome. And I realized right away when I was working with Shiatsu that it's body work, but it's based on the principles of acupuncture. And so it uses the principles of traditional Chinese medicine and the balancing of the yin and the yang, and then the acupuncture meridians and the energy flow. And I could feel that energy shift in my body just while we did work with each other. And so that was my first introduction to that feeling of shifting the energy in your body and balancing. And that just kind of sent me down a whole a whole road. And I, I think the next thing I did is I took classes from a Qigong master. His name is Chuni Lin, a wonderful, wonderful man. And experienced his healing. And then we went into some Reiki. And the cranial sacral work was another body work, but also energy work at the same time that works with the flow of the cranial sacral fluid with your brain and your central nervous system. And it's very gentle, but it's releasing the adhesions or adhesions that keep that flow from bathing your central nervous system. So that was another feeling of the energy moving. And many, many other body work techniques that kind of came my way that had anything to do with energy and movement energy. And then it kind of got into studying the things that have the energy movement, but they bring in the emotional aspect too, as I was starting to understand how the emotions, you know, emotion can just turn off your energy in a moment or shift it to a different direction. So brought in that, I studied the lymph drainage. And I studied the emotional freedom technique, and I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that was developed by Gary Craig. And and that is a way of tapping on acupuncture points and making statements about acceptance and about the condition and the symptoms that you have. And so you're kind of like introducing your body to the shock of the 
of what this trauma is and then tapping it open along the meridians at the same time as you make a statement about love and acceptance. And that can really help take care of a lot of problems that are physical and you get dressed physical and emotional with it. So that was pretty amazing. Wow. And then I moved into quantum techniques, which was kind of a spinoff from that. And then the more I kind of got into that, the more the mind stuff kept coming into me. Like, I really feel like I could help people more if they could clear their mind from these patterns and stuff. And so another divinely way I was led into hypnotherapy and I took a hypnotherapy course and that was just a huge opening of understanding and then went into learning more about meditation and then that dove into the intuitive studies. So it's just kind of been a trail of body, mind, emotion, energy, and and it's all, it's all linked together. It's all the same. That sounds really great. So tell me how you've been able to put all this together, not only to help yourself, but how you use all of this with your clients, because everyone's different. And so tell me how you work with your clients. And start and tell me how you healed yourself or how you are healing yourself. Okay. So the healing myself, I had a lot of great healers that helped me. And I, I give credit to every single one of them. And I learned something from every single one of them. And my mom, I got to go back to my mom because my mom was a self-healer, even though she didn't know it. She was always taking vitamins and, and she had books, The Miracles of Vinegar, Baking Soda, and Peroxide. And those cured everything in our household. And she was really into foods and her vitamins and stuff. So, you know, it there was a seed that was planted way back then. So then the as far as the healers, I learned something from everybody. What happened was I got very ill when I was 33 years old. But, you know, to back up, I I had some autoimmune issues that started when I was 12. I got in a sledding accident. I injured my jaw and my neck. And it started within like two weeks, I developed this autoimmune arthritis in my whole body, Raynaud's and psoriasis. So it kind of set off this cascade of stuff. And then I just dealt with it as a kid would, you know, you're just a kid, you just keep doing. And I took anti-inflammatories and continued my life. So when I was 33, I got sick. It was like, at at that time, I thought it was like a flu type of thing. Now, when I, I have understanding, I think I was exposed to something and it was more of a toxic thing that happened. And it just kind of took over my whole body. Digestive, it started there, but it spread to the central nervous system and it became an autoimmune type of thing where it just like attacked my body. I was very, very sick, deathly sick. Nobody knew anything what to do or had any solutions for me. So that was about a year that I was like super, super sick. And I had three young kids. It was a very hard time in our family and in my life. You know, I really didn't have much hope. All I knew was that I was sick of taking medicines that weren't working and they were making me sicker. And then I started having anaphylactic reactions to all of them anyways. And that led to anaphylactic reactions to food and outdoor air and, you know, all this. So I knew that, you know, either I had to figure it out or I wasn't going to be here anymore. And that's when a neighbor introduced me to this functional medicine, you know, doctor. And then um, that just set me like, I think what happens is, is you have an experience where what he did helped me and then you realize my body can get better. And I felt the shift and I know it can get better. And I think that's, I bring that with to my clients. Like if you can feel a change 
for the better, then you can know that your body can get better. Like if you, if you felt the change for better, then it can happen again and it can happen again and it can get stronger and keep happening. So that was something that I, that inspired me. And then I just knew like, I got to figure this out. So I just dug into it with the classes, with the reading. And I was pretty sick at the time. Like when I went, it was a year. And when I went to the Shiatsu school, it had been a year. I had to bring an air cleaner with me to my classes because I couldn't be in just a regular air or I couldn't breathe. And I had taking a million supplements and, you know, there was just a lot going on, but yet I was determined that I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to keep working on it because I think I have this philosophy too. It's like, if I'm going to live, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. But if I'm going to be here, I want to feel good because I got a lot of things I want to do. So that was an inspiration for me. And that's what I try to inspire people with. It's like, if you're here, then you're here for a reason. Like we're all here for a reason and we're all here to learn lessons. But if you want to be able to enjoy being here and learning those lessons, even though it might be difficult, then you got to work at it. You can't just accept and downgrade yourself, you know? That's so true. That is so true. I mean, and you know, if you see the body as a vehicle in which you reside here on this plane, because we're spiritual beings, but having a physical experience, you know, like any other vehicle, it needs to be tuned up, Uh right? We need to take care of ourselves. But as much as I have benefited from allopathic medicine, it doesn't have all the answers. Uh It just does not. And the body can heal itself. Now, I know that your business is called Harmony for Body, Mind, and Soul. Why did you choose to call it that? And Mm. how do you integrate all of that? into your approach to uh, healing. Okay. So it, it very interesting. It started out with shiatsu for you because that's what I was doing was shiatsu. And then once I got into learning hypnosis and learning the mind stuff, then I changed it to harmony for body and mind. And then once I developed like my spiritual practice and I learned in, the intuitive stuff really hit about seven years ago, I had a relapse of what I started out with in the very beginning. And that was a very spiritual experience because I had just been feeling so fortunate for how far I had come in 20 years. And I had been declaring that to, you know, the creator about how fortunate I was. And boom, I was hit with the same thing as the time before. But I had made a statement like, I really want greater understanding about this. And so through that, it brought me back to the lowest point ever. But through that, I, I had understanding that I had this problem with my pancreas, which I did not know all those 20 years. Wow. I was always told it was a reflux. It was a, it was a, a stomach thing. It was a gastro thing. It was allergy, you know, and all this, but an autoimmune, but I had a problem with my pancreas. And so I had to address that and treat that as well as I could in order to move forward. So it was meant to be. And during that time, I just really had a talk with the higher realm. And it was like, what am I here for? What am I supposed to be doing? And obviously, I'm still here after this again. So I'm supposed to be doing something. And then it was like, I needed to get more into the whole bringing it all into the whole spirit, soul, all a part of the same thing. So then I changed it to harmony for body, mind and soul because I was involving all of it together. 
Yeah, that's great. So when you meet with clients, obviously you're tailoring your approach to whatever that particular person needs. Mm -hmm. How have you developed your own methods of long distance healing? Because I pretty much everyone is doing that today and using intuitive readings with energy to address their needs, anyone's needs. So that kind of evolved along the way too. I started having I think I've always been kind of intuitive, very, I'm very in tune with nature and connected to nature and very into understanding, having a connection with animal and plant life as well. And of course, during COVID, this whole thing that the world has gone through, things changed. And I started doing a lot more long distance energy healing that I was doing it before, but I started doing a lot more. Previous to that, I was kind of trying to move people into seeing there's a whole pattern here, even with your physical illness, even though if we're doing body work, there's a whole pattern here that is involves life circumstances, relationships, genetic things, you know, it all comes together. And I started doing more long distance energy healing during that time. And it I think it just really evolved into what I'm supposed to be doing because I can help people. You know, there's two different things that I'm that I'm kind of focused in on. And one is just energy healing. So if a person needs blockages of energy removed, if they need if they're feeling toxic, they have a cold or something like that, I can do that long distance. Like I have vision and I, I can visualize what's going on inside their body. Right. It's just something that's developed over all these years. I can see, hear, feel what's going on inside their body. So I can clear it out. Use your energy hands. It's just like entanglement of energy. We're entangled to everybody and everything. So it doesn't matter if we're here or we're 50 feet or we're 5,000 feet away. It's all the same energy. And so clearing out those energy blockages boosting up their energy, you know, that's just kind of one type of energy healing. And then the little bit more enhanced, put it all together is the intuitive readings with energy healing. And that is just kind of, we talk about whatever it is they have going on, physical, emotional, relationship related, work related, whatever it is they have going on. And then we bring in healing guides. We ask for help. We unravel the whole thing as far as like, you know, when did this start? So there's messages that come in. There's visions that come in. There's an energy about all these things. So you can have a situation with a family member. You can have a physical thing going on. You can have something with your house and it's all the same energy. And so if we can see what that energy is about and how it needs to be shifted, and a lot of times the way it needs to be shifted is just a different perception, but also taking some type of physical action. You know, it all works together. So a lot of times I can give them some exercises to do that are physical action, for instance, like cleaning out your closets and shaking your rugs and and then doing this breathing exercise. And then we do some energy clearing and cleaning while we're doing it. And it's hard to explain because it's just, it's something that I've developed just from everything that I've done and put together. It's just kind of my own deal. It's so um, interesting because, yeah, I mean, a person's exterior world is a, is a manifestation of the interior world. Exactly. And a lot of people don't understand that everything's a projection. And so the frequency of the energy that you're projecting manifests. And so you're dealing mm-hmm. with that frequency. So if they clean up their inside house, it cleans up the outside house, right? Exactly. 
Exactly. And like you said, it is a manifestation and it's a manifestation of everything that they're connected to. And so if they're helping with their issues, they're helping their family with their issues because they're all connected. Right. If they're working on their issues with a work relationship thing, the work relationship can change because they're working with their part of it. So it can change. So it's pretty fascinating. That is fascinating. And I think that it's key to healing. And certainly it was for me, but the part of your, the work that you do, the most basic work comes from healing from your mind, changing your thoughts, changing your beliefs, changing your emotions so that you go higher, so that you are more in tune in with, in, and in alignment with source, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, it comes down to that. The more you're in alignment with everything, the more your body's in alignment, the more your exterior world is in alignment. And it just goes easier for you. And I love the fact that you incorporate all of that into your, the way you treat people. So let's talk about, you told me about your grandmother and I, she had cancer, right? Yeah. It was actually my grandmother and my mother. Oh my goodness. My grandmother had cancer for a long time. You know, she just went, she just went on and on and she would be where we kind of think that was it. And then there's grandma, you know, she's just hanging in there again. And she had cancer for a long time, but my mom, my mom was really a fascinating story. And I think that's the one that I was explaining to you. So I was, let's see, I had my first child when she got cancer the first time. So I'm going to say she was in her sixties and she had breast cancer. Now, this is quite a long time ago. And so that was about um, 39 years ago. Things were treated very differently than they are now. And she was in a small town. They removed the breast. He didn't do anything else. He just said, oh, I got it all. You're fine, you know. And he was a very positive, upbeat surgeon doctor, small town doctor that did everything. And mom was like, okay, you know, and she just <laughs> she just carried on. My mom had a really busy life. She loved you know, the same things that I pretty much like the gardening and outside. And she was a craft lady. She was busy all the time. So she just kept going and she did very well. It was 20 years later, she developed breast cancer in the other breast. And back then, you know, they only removed one breast. They didn't remove both when you had cancer in your breast. And so then they went in and they removed the second breast. Now, I remember going to the hospital to see her the day after her breast removal. And I remember the nurse coming out and saying, your mom is something else. Like she said, maybe she should take an aspirin. That's all she's had for pain relief. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) Anyways, she just had a a very good attitude. Let's just put it that way. So that that once again, they didn't do anything else. She healed. She was fine. And she had Now, to back up just a little bit, my mom had, she had a very hard childhood, a very, very hard childhood. She was pretty much on her own by the time she was 12 years old. And she was like taking care of sick people and living in their home for her, you know, her payment and stuff like that. And she met my dad when she was 15. She got married when she was 18, I believe, or something around there. Anyways, she had five kids. We have five children in the family and they're very good parents. So she had a really hard life, but she had a very good life. She appreciated everything in life and she had a good life. Now she had a hard relationship with her mom and yet she took care of her mom when her mom had cancer and her mom needed help at the end. You know, her mom moved into a nursing home in town and she took care of her mom. She didn't hold grudges. She was very positive, positive, very positive all the time, trying to keep that positive attitude going. And that always helped her. So 
later in life, she was having a, this is now when she's in her 90s. She lived in her own home, yet she pretty much took care of it, except for me helping out. I went a couple times a week and helped out with things and um, very social life, you know. So when I was a baby, I was one year old. My mom had a reaction to a swine flu shot or a flu shot, some type of a flu shot that they had in town that they were really promoting in town at the time. There must have been something going around. So that was in 1962. I was born. So that was in 1963. And she developed Guillain-Barre. And there was several people in town that developed Guillain-Barre from it. Some people died. And my mom did was fortunate. She was pretty much in the bed. She couldn't hold her head up too much and had problems with her legs for about a year. And so after that, she had food allergies. She had arthritis. She could never be in cold water. So she had lingering things. They called it French polio because it acted like polio. So she did have physical things, but she just took it in stride kind of. So now we get to in her 90s. And she was having a hard time with a pain in her back. She was coughing up some phlegm and she was starting to have some of these problems. Well, they took an x-ray and they found that there was a, looked like a little tumor in her chest, small, really small. And they brought her in and did a biopsy and they said, it's cancer. It's a very aggressive cancer. It's going to spread really quickly. You probably only have maybe four weeks to live and it's not going to be pleasant. It's oh my going to goodness. Be, you know, they gave her a really nasty prognosis. Right. Not very nice at all. We left and I was just shocked. I couldn't believe what they had said in five minutes. It was just really horrendous. And anyways, you know, everybody was sad. Everybody cried, you know, and everything. And then we were into it about a week and my mom was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing because they didn't suggest any treatment for her. She was in her 90s and they just thought the treatment would be harder than on her than, and they didn't think it would be effective. Sure. So she just said, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Well, she did keep doing what she's doing for two and a half years. And <laughs> she was just the same, you know, right. and, it, and it didn't bring her down until two and a half later, she had a back pain when she had had osteoporosis, quite significant osteoporosis throughout ever since that Guillain-Barre thing. And she had a back pain. And at that time they said, the cancer has spread to your bones now. And so they just kind of, they didn't do an X or anything, but that's what they told her. It spread to your bones now. And so now things, so they started her on morphine and that was just really what kind of took her down then. And so yeah, then she had a really hard six months. But the thing I have to add is mm -hmm. that when she went to the nursing, she had a fall and she had a head injury. And that's what sent her to the nursing home. And when they did the x-rays, they found that she did not have cancer in her bones. That little Amazing. lump chest thing had not grown. And I believe that that little piece of cancer that they biopsied was the same cancer she'd had years and years before. And it just, it just didn't right. grow and produce. It was in situ, as they say, just sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting there. Exactly. That's what I believe. So mm -hmm. anyway, she died 97. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she had a very active life. And, you know, that was her journey with cancer. So, you know, it, I'm so glad that you uh, talked about that because the fact that you understand the power of a mind, a mm -hmm. person's will to live and their mind combined, 
there is nothing, you are unstoppable. And that needs to be stressed because so it many does. people who are given a cancer diagnosis yes. believe it's the end for them. They do. And and this how the diagnosis is given as well. And I, I did call up the nurse that was the nurse of this doctor and had a conversation with her about how that was given to her. And I just said, I could think of probably 10 ways to do that. Not the way that he did that. <laughs> Definitely. And with my training in hypnosis, I, I knew right there and then what he was doing. You know, it was just maybe he was not purposely doing it, but I knew what it was doing. Exactly. It was setting, yeah, setting her up to fail. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was, it was setting her mind up. Yeah, for, for a very quick death. And I, I was glad that my mom was able to see past that and just be herself, you know. It is so important. It is the crux of healing, right? What mm-hmm. your what you do with your mind, the yep. body follows suit. So yes. we, we understand that. You certainly understand that in ener- when it comes to energy, everything has a frequency. So if you're of a happier mindset, mm-hmm. your frequency is higher. It's not a match for the disease. The disease does not spread. People don't, we're not told that, but that's how it works, right? Yes. With the body. That is yeah. how it works. So I love that. So how do you, and this really thrills me, uh, and actually it's how we met, you're really involved with one of the modalities that you've added to your toolbox, if you will, is the Spooky mm-hmm. 2 machine. Why don't we talk about that? Okay. I'm pretty excited about Spooky 2. It's kind of a thing with me, like I get unsettled and then I have to kind of like learn something new you know, then I'm settled for a while and then I'm unsettled and it's time to learn something new or, or try something else to help myself. I'm still working on myself, you know, to sure. help, help myself along. So that was one of these instances. I had looked at Rife Technology before several times, looked it up, looked at it. I always thought... This is Raymond Rife, right? And Raymond Rife, yes. Yeah. So just a little blurb about Raymond Rife. He was a doctor back in 1930 something. He just was one of those special people. And he first developed a microscope that was way beyond the times. And he could look at cells and he could see them move. And this was just way beyond what was going on at that time. And so he started experimenting with the frequencies of bacterias and viruses, measuring the frequencies, and then adding frequencies. And he found that if he accelerated or he added a greater frequency of the same frequency. It's like the shattering glass with the high pitch voice, you know. He could blow up these bacteria yep. and these viruses and destroy them. Destroy them. Yeah, just, yeah, kill them. So then he started experimenting with cancer cells and he found he could do the same to cancer cells. Well, he set up a clinic and he was treating people. He had a 90 some percent effective rate. They did a study with him at a university in California. They gave him 16 patients with cancer, with advanced cancer. He had them all cured within a couple of months. And what happens is it's just our medical system that's bought out with other things. Yeah, they shut him down and destroyed his equipment. Bought out is the word. Yeah. that He started back up a few times and each time he was shut down and his equipment was destroyed. And, you know, it's pretty sad. He ended up a very lonely, poor man at the end when he died. I think he died in the 70s. And so the Rife kind of went underground and then Mm -hmm. 
because I remember looking at it a long time ago and it was like, it was not like you could just go buy a rife machine. You had to kind of do it underground type of thing. Well, right. You know, then I, then they started coming out again and they were so expensive and I just knew someday I wanted to get one. I was going to do it at some point. And then one time I was looking to get in their spooky too. Now the spooky too is so much more affordable for one thing. I think that's something that people see right away. And what John White has done, the engineer, he has taken the technology of the Rife and he has made it so that you can use these smaller generators. And then he developed a software for your computer. So the software is running the generators versus all of it in a big machine. Right, right. It's very user-friendly. And I was looking at it because I realized that it could help me uh, maintain my health. Mm -hmm. You know, as a cancer survivor twice, I am not uh, interested in having it again. And yes, I do work with my mind. But, you know, you have to approach it from a holistic standpoint. You have to treat the body as well and provide the tune-ups. So Spooky is a way to help heal and kill various bacterias and viruses and, and things that happen just from living in the world that we live in, which is full of toxins. Yeah. Just full. And the Spooky, they have a lot of preset programs, which they have one called Terrain. And that was, when I got mine, I did the Terrain. That was proof to me right there and then that it was working because I have done so much detox, physical detox, oral detox, you know, you name it, I've done it. So the Terrain is a series of, detox programs that it runs through. I think it's for 10, 11 days. I believe it's 11 yes. days. Okay. Yes. So you're detoxing heavy metals, you're detoxing bacteria, virus, the blood, the blood, you're cleaning the blood. I mean, it, it just runs through this whole protocol of all these different organ systems and a lymph and everything. And boy, I could tell a difference with that right away. In fact, when it first started running the first two days with the heavy metals, you know, the first day I felt like I got run over by a truck. It was just, oh. you know, really quite interesting. And so now I have no problem running it. I run it quite often. It's cleaned those out. It does. And it, and it's just addresses so many aspects. I just think it's such a wonderful feature. So it it is. And I've, (laughs) and since I, that's how we met, you Mm -hmm. were teaching a class and I was, I had just bought mine. And so it, it is a wonderful tool to have, but explain how it actually can help with cancer because okay. Royal Rife did use it for cancer. Yeah. So I think it can help in a lot of different ways. I think in the, it can help in, in one way is just cleaning out your terrain, cleaning out your terrain with frequency and cleaning out your terrain and you detox. So that is a big thing. And then keeping your body cleaner. So it can help in that way. There are several programs that they have put together for cancer. And I have a couple of clients that I've been helping with that as well. Now, one really interesting thing about Spooky 2 is there's different ways that you can use it. You can use it in a contact mode where you have either TENS pads, there is a laser adaption, there is a PEMF adaption. There's and a they're, they're, they all work differently. They all work differently, but there, there are ways to bring those frequencies into the body. So there's different modalities to bring the waves into, into the body. And then there is a central unit, which is a really, this is like the ultimate unit, you know, the central. And it, it mimics what Royal Rife used. And you can, you can use four different things at one time. So you can treat the body with a plasma bulb, 
sonic sound, silent sound, and the contact and the PEMF all at the same time. And so you're just using all these different ways to bring these killing frequencies into the body. Right. Yeah. It's very effective. Yeah. And then there's also, it's not just about the killing either. Like I have a client that I was just working with and we're doing DNA repair. I mean, there's frequencies for like DNA repair and energy healing and chakra balancing and aura. There's also balancing and healing energies with it as well. Yeah. And then the remote, I just got to mention about the remote because this is the only Rife system that has remote Do you use your remote at all? All the time. Okay. Yeah. I use ours all the time as well. And so there's a remote function where you can take your fingernail clipping, you put it in the remote. Now that hair has DNA of you in it and the the frequencies are pulsed into your DNA sample and your DNA sample is attached to you through entanglement, no matter where you are, you could be right next to the machine or you could be over in the other state on the other side of the country or whatever, you know, it's going to find you and it's going to affect you as well. So that is fascinating. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, uh, I have a friend I'm running, uh, I'm about to run a detox on her terrain remote uh, for her and her son. I'll run the both of them. They're in South Africa. Okay. Isn't that wonderful? I'm here in Virginia. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And it works because your DNA is unique to you and it matches you. It finds you in the field, in the energetic field, no matter where you are. Yeah. I've used it with my pets and you can't have placebo like, oh, just because they thought so with your pets, you know, and it's been fascinating. So fascinating results. It, it, it's fantastic. I am so happy that you have added that to yeah. your healing modalities, everything that you use to help others. Yeah. And so I really want to uh, thank you just for doing that. I'm so happy to know you. Well, <laughs> I'm just so excited about it. And, and you know, I got to encourage people because this is part of the reason I'm making those webinars for Spooky 2. I have another one coming up here in a, in a couple of weeks that's, that deals with the laser and the PEMF. But the reason that I'm doing it is because I am not a technology person, like furthest on the scale from that, you know, and I was able to figure it out enough to use it yeah, very well. And I'm learning more and more all the time. And I just want to encourage people like, this is something you can do for yourself. Like you can own just a couple of generators and you can do good things for yourself. Yes. And you can learn how to do it. I can learn how to do it anybody can learn how to do it. Right. So that's why I'm doing it because I think it's helpful for everybody and everything. And I want the simple everyday person to understand they can handle doing it because honestly, I just am not a technology savvy person. So nor am I. Yeah. (laughs) But Spooky will help you with everything from cancer, literally, to a urinary tract infection or a a nasal infection, whatever it is, it will help. It will get rid of it. It, Yeah. It it really does work. And for people with autoimmune, like I have this autoimmune stuff, like, you know, when you have autoimmune, like sometimes your body just goes off and you're just off. And so when my body is off, if I do a biofeedback scan... And then I treat myself with that same program that I saved. I feel better. It just, it just sets me back into alignment again. And going back to the energy work, when we're in alignment, we heal. When we're in disalignment, we don't heal. And that's any disease. 
any disease. It doesn't matter the form. It's the it's the blockage of the energy, mm-hmm. and that frequency just takes it and just it moves it. It it helps it flow again. I don't yeah. know how else to explain it. Yeah, but, it's, uh, it, you have to be in a flow of energy. I always think of it as you know, and there's so many things that affect that, like. I try to help people understand how important their food is. And people are really protective about that. And food is wonderful. But take it from somebody who has chronic pancreatitis. Like, just be happy you can eat. You learn most people in America, food is fun. And we live to eat. You know, that's the general thing. It's it's just the way it is. It's the way of America, you know. And so... You learn when you're in a position like I was in, you're eating to live. Like, what can I eat to live? And when you're in that position, you really learn about the energy of food. Like, what can I eat that's going to give my cells enough energy to be able to breathe and carry on the the way I need to carry on? And food is just so important. And I know people don't like to hear about that because they just want to eat what they want to eat. But it is so important. And it has so much frequency. Correct. And I've listened to your podcast about that. And it's it's just, it's so important. Yeah. It is medicine. Food is medicine. And organic mm-hmm. food in particular. Yes, right? it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, well, this has been wonderful. And I want to thank you so much for joining me. Now, if anyone is interested and they want to contact you and learn more about how perhaps you can help them, how should they do that? Well, you can look at my website if you like. Now, my website does list all these different things. I'm just kind of in change right now. I had surgery, had (laughs) my thumbs and fingers are kind of had it from 20 some years of body work. So I had to have some tendons released on my thumbs. And so I'm phasing out of the body work. I love it. And it's so marvelous. But I, for myself, I'm in my 60s, I have to phase out of it. So but when one door closes, another one opens, because that has just opened me up more to doing the energy healing, the long distance and the intuitive work. So that's, that's where I'm supposed to be right now. And the spooky, like, I'm spending a lot of time time and energy learning about spooky. So my website is harmonyforbodyandmind.com. And so you can kind of learn about me on there. I have a email address, which is on there, but I can give my email too. It is shiatsu, which is S-H-I-A-T-S-U underscore four, F-O-R underscore U-Y-O-U at hotmail.com. Okay, great. Super. Well, I certainly hope that people contact you and and find out how perhaps you can help them. And I would love for you to come back after you've even delved into Spooky a little bit more. And we'll have another chat about Spooky because the future of medicine is energy. It is. It's energy and frequency for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's the crux of it. So thank you, Heidi. Thank you. And I look forward to our next chat. Thank you. So fun to talk to you. Yeah, it was great. Have a great day. Okay, you too. Thank you for listening to Put Cancer Behind You with Maria Barnes. So you won't miss a single episode. We hope you'll follow our program on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite pod platforms. And be sure to visit us at mariabarnes.net, on Facebook at Put Cancer Behind You, on Twitter at PCBY01, or on Instagram at Maria Barnes PCBY. Also, you can help us grow our audience by leaving a thoughtful review. Remember, if you or someone you know is in need of cancer coaching, Maria is here to help. We'll see you next time.
Copyright 2023, Maria Barnes, LLC, All Rights Reserved.